Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. <laughs> oh yeah, nothing left to say. So you now spread your wings to try to fly. Make me proud. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Free Thinkers Radio, y'all. This is Ebony Dixon. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Jay Will. Yo, what up? This is Chuck. It's your boy Design. What's up, guys? This is Ellie. Hello to all my peeps out there. Yeah. Good evening. It's Animal Samson. I'm sitting here in a masculine room. Getting ready to talk about masculinity mm-hmm. in the church. I just want to arm wrestle. <clears throat> you just want to arm wrestle? I arm wrestle. This yeah, well, I won't be arm wrestling. I can be the. The referee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tonight our topic is going to be masculinity in the church. And we're going to talk about what that means, why we feel like it's lacking, where do we go from here, and all those types of things. So we're going to be hearing from the fellas tonight. I'm sitting in a room full of testosterone. And um, we hope that you feel free to think freely. Please go to our Facebook page, like us, and leave a comment. Freethinkers Radio. Let me Twitter that. <laughs> Welcome back to Free Thinkers Radio, everybody. What you're hearing is Ready, Aim, Molly Music. I'm on an airplane. And the destination of this flight is to the other side. Guess I had to go there. Guess I had to come here, yeah I know where I'm from, but now I'm headed where I'm going right Trying to take water to a dry place Trying to take hope where it ain't night Trying to take love to a high place Wanna make the shooter put the gun down So a mother gets to hold the sun now Wanna make the lame man run again Make the blind man see the sun again But all I hear is bang bang get get I don't think the pies really want that Breathe it up and neck always on my back Got the guns out but I see fire Back Free Thinkers Radio Show, and we are talking about masculinity in the church. Can somebody please give me that definition, masculinity? The definition for masculinity here, due to the dictionary, says position or possession of the qualities traditionally associated with men, which would be handsome, muscled, and driven. The quote here is: "He's a prime example of masculinity." In other words, 60% of us right now are not masculine. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 80% of the time. Look, half of them ugly, so I mean... Yeah, I was going to say, what about the ugly jokers? Like, <laughs> that don't we can't be masculine being a real man. Are you ugly? No, you can be masculine and unattractive. <laughs> Just not according to the dictionary. <laughs> so Yo. what does masculinity... Oh, goodness. Anyways. What does masculinity in the church look like to you guys? Mmm, masculinity in the church. Masculinity in the church to me looks like 
a man stepping up to the plate and being a leader, you know, being uh, an assertive, not necessarily aggressive, but, you know, knowing where his role is and being able to lead others in the proper direction. That's the simplest way I can describe it. I think masculinity in the church is definitely someone who possesses who possesses spiritual authority. What I mean by that is they walk into a room and, and instantly people just kind of gravitate toward them due to uh, due to respect. Hmm. Um, you know, it's you see it with pastors, you see it with people who aren't pastors in the church. They just they walk in and people have respect for them because of um, their spiritual authority as well as because they may just be a nice a nice guy. And I think some. There's all sorts of qualities that masculinity actually possesses. I say masculinity in the church is um, a father figure. You know, in First Corinthians, Paul said there's many leaders, but there's not many fathers. I think in masculinity of the church, because God is the father to the widows and the orphans, and we're his example, we're his reflection, and we should be the father to those who are spiritually widows and spiritually Mm-hmm. I, I, so I think of four words um, when I when I think of masculinity in the church. Uh, one is king, which is pre- pretty much the leadership, ownership. Um, the second one would be warrior, someone who's not afraid to, to go in. Yeah. They're ready to fight. You know, they mm-hmm. pretty much has the heart of David. Um, Wrestling bears. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know, there it that's is. It. Lions, yeah. Lions. Yeah. this table, but yeah. And, and not just that, but you know, they go hard for their flock. That's right. Okay. And then mentor, someone who uh, will be willing to pretty much discipleship, you know, go in and yeah. build relationship with, with other men. That is definitely needed and missing. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, and, then, and then friend. Yeah, and true. then friend. When you say go hard for the flock, what do you mean by that? <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, when I think about David and how he needed to protect the sheep, mm-hmm. he was ready to take on a bear and a lion mm-hmm. he was ready to die for him he was ready to die for him so I definitely I see I agree with that I see what you're saying with that because um, uh, me and my, uh, we uh, participate in a Bible study and um, it's almost turned into like a small church basically the way it's it's grown um, and our, a friend of ours who leads it he ha- the way he leads it he basically uh he has this way of making sure everybody knows what's what's true, what's real, and what's proper as far as biblically. He speaks biblically correct. He speaks biblical truth. Um, but when it comes to just the relationships within, you know, the, the body of us, he is very, very strong-minded and very particular about how certain things go down. If something happens between two people, he makes sure that it gets handled and resolved. If there's some sort of spirit lingering that just, you know what I'm saying, that it shouldn't be there, he, he is ready to go to, to war to make sure that we're spiritually protected. I think uh, masculinity is basically us walking and being what God called us to be, fathers, leaders. Um, and now in this society, we have, <clears throat> we have so many voids in so many young men's lives that the roles have to be magnified because we have to be role models and leaders and uh, mentors to others that don't that didn't have the luxury of having a father or have an authority or leader in their own household so i think you know masculinity is there and i think we have to you know mentor and help others that's lacking that's good stuff free thinkers radio tell me what you want what you looking for the amazing christian gray this one's called fort knox free thinkers radio Trust me, you'll have me going crazy if I let you have the key. Will I get more of you if I give you more? 
Missionary music, the skillet, collide, feel free. Radio, we are back and we are talking about masculinity in the church. Um, last segment, we left off with you, Charles, saying, um, talking about mentorship. And my question is, how can a man mentor a young man or a boy when he himself didn't have a father in the home? Um, well, I think you can, you just have to have good examples, like, in more than one source of example. Like, me personally, um, I grew up without my father. He was in and out doing his thing, you know. So I had my granddad, but he wasn't my father. And so I, I learned a lot from him. I learned how to be a man. I learned how to work. I learned uh, one of the greatest tools he gave me was you never quit. Men don't quit. Mm. And so I learned that in, in, through my job. And when I really wanted to quit and walk away from my job, all it kept ringing in my ears, men don't quit. But at the same time, he was my grandfather. He didn't give me what my father gave me, should have given me. So I had to find that from different sources, like my uncle and different people like that. And so I had good examples. And I think if we just learn from one source, even, even our earthly father, I think sometimes it can be perverted because all fathers aren't really good fathers. And all fathers will, won't teach you properly. So I think we take different examples from different people and uh, you know we get a whole Perspective, a good perspective. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so this subject is a real big one to my heart. Because first sermon I preached in my church was actually men are the cornerstone of the community. And I was basically saying how men of God are supposed to be the ones who build a foundation, so boys can look like look at it in their community, or men can look at it in their community. But the more I was looking at biblical manhood and um, being a biblical father, I realized how much I was falling short, failing my family at times. Point, I had to start looking at the men in my church at 27 years old and say, yo, I need help. I need discipleship. I need mentorship. I need to see what this looks like because I hadn't seen this for so long and I didn't even realize how bad of a problem this was in the church until I was getting to the position where I, I felt God was calling me to preach. The first thing he t I, I preach on is biblical manhood. But do, is it realistic that men, like, they ask for help when they're, you know, especially in that, that that particular area, would would do men usually be like, hey, I need help, you know, being a man or discipling or... I mean, honestly, if you want to be real about it, most men don't ask for help because of the fact that they feel the need, they feel like because they're men, they have to do it on their own. Every man has an issue inside where he feels like, I need to be able to do this by myself, so we don't want to ask for help. It is a broken. I mean, I think it's important to remember that pride comes before the fall. And if you want to see what masculinity or manhood really is, have a man admit that he needs help when it comes to being a man. And that's the first step. 
I mean, but let's, let's just be honest. Most men won't ask another man for help yes. in a certain area mm-hmm. or in those areas. Mm-hmm. But let me ask this question then. So does it have to be that uh, as a mentor, you, you have to mentor someone like a father, especially we're the same age? No, I think they, if they have life experience, like, okay, for instance, James, I told James this Saturday, um, he has way better experience in budgeting than I do. That is really funny. So I'm about to start having a conversation with James on how to budget. That doesn't mean he's a better man than me, that I'm looking at him as a father. He has experience somewhere I don't have experience. I think it's just it's just a sharpening to um, you know I just like get David David Pendergrass to start talking because oh yeah man I'm talking about when he start talking he just he just a fountain of wisdom and so like certain things yeah. you know and I, and I love people like him and uh, one of my one of my mentors uh, Tracy Williams he uh, he used to play basketball for the Harlem Globetrotters he taught me some tough lessons like I couldn't show up to his camp one time because I won a free uh, entrance to his basketball camp that costs over 100 bucks for a whole week. He taught me a tough thing about responsibility because I lost the tickets. Wow. He did not let me into that camp. Wow. So I cried for that whole week. But he taught me a valuable lesson that you need to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And when you have almost 100 bucks or over 100 bucks, you need to, you know, you need to treat that like gold. Right. And that was a tough lesson, but I learned it. Well, I think <laughs> so, that when it comes to that, that total relationship, it's more like brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not expecting Jay Will to call me daddy. That's weird. <laughs> and, and, and while hey, I appreciate Dave's words, but I ain't finna call him daddy neither. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just yeah. keep it real. Feel free to think freely. I am not your daddy. Daddy! I'm not your daddy. Um, this you one is Bumps INFs. Prisoner. Feel free to think freely. I kept some stuff to myself. Well. I've been getting by trying to cope with some old ways. But the feeling I get when I sip Patron fades. New nights ain't bottle of that rose. So I turn it to the ceiling till my feeling goes away. Erica Lakeisha. Victoria told me secrets and lied about Lisa. But my favorite send me pics when she texts me But you need to chill and get healed more correctly But consider it my environment All these girls gon' do the same thing my ex-wife it did And they say you can't need a housewife at clubs, eh But for now it sounds so right, come on then the hurt gets deeper Cause I know she a queen like that girl Latifah And I know, and I know She's supposed to be with one man I know those precepts that can't write a book for God's hand But I am Trapped inside my own mind I'm so nice, so nice I'm a prisoner What happened when I And I'll be lying if I said those thoughts are suicide When awake is yo, those thoughts be going through my mind Think it's a game, you think all of this is foolishness I'll be thinking I ain't bought the weapon yet to do it with Almost bought a strap so I can better protect my family But I'm too afraid I'd use it on myself when I have a bad day Is that me being honest or that mental? We told y'all, we'll play it, you submit it This is Let Me Breathe, I'm Free Danielle Hutchins, Freethinkers Radio. Beautiful thing. Bang, 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 b
We're back on Freethinkers Radio. We are talking about masculinity in the church. Um, one thing that I think has to do with masculinity in the church, um, I think worship does. And my question to you guys would be, how does emotional worship look through a man's eyes? So emotional worship is such a broad view because I think men are some of the biggest worshipers of all time. Mm. You don't believe me? Mm, true. Watching when they're following their favorite sport team. Mm-hmm. Football, basketball, um, whatever sports they're into. Look what these men will go through mm-hmm. to cheer on their team. Mm-hmm. And I put hey, quotations. Crazy. No shirt. Because they will go Honestly, all out for their team. But when it comes to the God they say they serve, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we have a miscued version of what worship actually should be. Well, I've got the, the definition for worship right here. And it says, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. The worship of God uh, or ancestor worship. Um, it also says the acts or rites that make up a formal expression of reverence for a deity, a religious ceremony or ceremonies. And I, the idea of emotional worship is, uh, I, th- I agree with you, it's definitely skewed. Like, I don't really know what real worship looks like at this point because I've seen so many different forms of it from different people. But what it seems the mass majority says today is you have to have your hands raised or you have to be jumping up and down or you have to be crying and all these different things and for the longest time i felt like something was wrong with me because i don't cry during worship i don't feel this need to just fall down on my knees every time i'm in church you know what i'm saying i don't feel this need to just break down in tears every time you know worship starts i i don't personally feel like that in worship and so i always for the longest time felt like there was something wrong with me because of that um and i think that's a big part of the reason why some men don't really they can't connect that way i think uh, well, I, well i know of some people or some guys that actually stopped going to a particular church because uh because people are pushing for them to respond emotionally to worship but i i believe me personally i've grown into uh, a different styles of worship and i think the way we respond to god or respond to the presence of god is based upon our relationship and our revelation of god mm-hmm. and so yeah. if you're pushing someone to uh respond in a certain way you're pushing them into a, a place that they're not actually there spiritually. Like they don't see God in that view. If yeah. I see, you know, you know, if I got 25 years of seeing the grace of God and the mercy of God and how He should allow me to be consumed, mm-hmm. it should be different than somebody that's fresh off the right. street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my love and adoration has grown, but at the same time, you know, I think like Jay Will was saying, I think men know how to worship. They they just don't know who to worship. And yeah, I think yeah. I, I think the way that we uh, put worship out there, and it's like it's like most worship leaders are, come on, give it to them, give it to them. We're not gonna sing another song until y'all until y'all crank this worship up. And it's like my wife telling my kids to come hug me and love me because I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. You can keep that. You can take that to your bed and go to sleep with that. I want something that comes from your heart. Yeah, yeah I think uh, you know with the idea of worship and how skewed it is what it should look like i think if we all have different personalities who's to say we don't have different worship personalities exactly Um, just because homeboys over here uh sitting still and just listening uh he could be soaking in everything like a sponge Mm -hmm. Uh, we see that and we think oh he's not he's not in it we can't say he's not Mm -hmm. who are we to say that he isn't worshiping with everything that he's got at that Exactly. Moment. A revelation of Charles may be different than a revelation of me. Mm-hmm. So it's that's and that's something my pastor sat down with me about because I, when I first started leading worship at my church, I was like, dude, I can't do this. Nobody's worshiping. He's like, who are you to say they're not? Mm. Wow. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, just because they don't have their hands raised doesn't mean they're not worshiping. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started kind of trying to trying to listen to what he was saying and you know some of the people who I were having doubts about worshiping were some were the same people who ended up starting to come up to me and say listen you have no idea how how much worship impacted me today mm-hmm. and when that happens from someone who you have prejudged and said hey ain't worshiping mm-hmm. it changes your it changes your mind yeah.
Wow. Good stuff. Feel free to think freely. Yeah, we like this group. 1224, Viva La Wild Kids, Freethinkers Radio. Let's go. Viva! take it to heart um it's just out of pure love all right so those that have a gift or a talent or something that you have available that god has given you but you waste your talent you waste your gift on something that you're not called to do now i've noticed a lot of things over the past few months past year so that a lot of people are trying to do things outside of their gift like if you have a gift to rap or a gift to sing or a gift to usher or a gift to say hey I got you that's a gift but you choose to do something like hold people accountable for something they did a year ago hold people down for and judging them for something they went through but you can't finish what you start so I say all that to say this when you're giving something or you're giving a gift God gives you a gift to excel in it. So if you haven't excelled in it, or you, you don't practice on what you're doing, you just see it as a hobby. Believe you me, when I tell you this, it's gonna be given to somebody else. But don't be mad when it's given to somebody else and you're still stuck in the same place. See, then you become a hater. And you hating on a gift that was given to you, but now it's given to somebody else because of the fact that you wanted to let your gift go. So all I'm saying is, excel in your gift. Practicing your gift. Building your gift. And watch yourself be, be built up as well. And if you're doing it in the right, in the right perspective, you to be glorified by God. I ain't preaching. Just telling you how I feel. But we're gonna get back to the music. This is what we came here for. This is that glory. Maddie Mullins. Feel free to think freely. Patience. 
Freethinkers Radio. We are back. We are talking about masculinity in the church. We've talked about things that could possibly uh, dilute that or um, make it stronger. And one thing that we were talking about last segment was worship. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about um, how worship can be emotional and, you know, how our perception of worship looks and how it looks from a man's point of view. And, um... So what does anybody else have to say about that? So I'm going to go ahead and start off by reading um, this text that I I found in my phone here. It says, worship is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. Uh, True worship, in other words, is defined by the priority we place on who God is in our lives and where God is on our list of priorities. True worship is a matter of the heart expressed through a lifestyle of holiness. Thus, if your lifestyle does not express the beauty of holiness through an extravagant or exaggerated love for God, and you do not live in extreme or excessive submission to God, then I invite you to make worship a non-negotiable priority in your life. That's real. Non-negotiable. That's some powerful words. That, That is definitely some powerful words. I think one of the biggest issues with men in worship is um, when they come to the church, they see this very intimate, very almost romanticized type of worship. Um, but if you're a masculine dude and you know you come from the streets and all you know is playing ball and you know being out, being out, everything else besides the church, you come in, you're like, man, I can't be me here. Mm-hmm. I can't be who I am here because when I watch the game, I'm yelling like, yeah, you know, hitting my chest. That's right. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that here because everything now is lift your hands, give it to them. Like, but who, <laughs> says, who says you can't be like, yeah, and hit your chest in jerseys? Who says you can't do that? Nobody says you can't, but that's the, that's the lie in the enemy. Because yeah. when a man comes to church, that's the first thing he see. And then... A lot of times he see men who were brought up in the church and they didn't have a father figure. All they see is their mother and how she worships. So now they see other men worship in this way. And they're like, if that's how men got to be to get in here, mm. I don't want it. I'm scared to go to church. Well, that's the misconception. Well, I think it's also we've kind of, we've done an injustice to what masculinity is also. Yeah. We've said automatically, if you cry, you ain't a man. Mm. Yeah. Jesus um, wept. Baby. All right. Yeah. So... Jesus, when he he Jesus wept and cried when he was passionate, when he was going through stuff, I, and I think I think he I think he did that more often than not with his with his peers, um, cried with them. But I also think he also corrected them. He had a righteous anger. Um, look at the temple. Hello, <laughs> shut down. Yeah, I mean, I was so, you know. We've desensitized a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We've said masculinity is is hard, hard as a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not necessarily the entire case. Now we have also in the American church um, done some things with with worship, like like the, just the way uh, uh, men who have been raised by their mothers may start doing a little jig that looks. Mm-hmm. Not, not quite masculine, all right? It's not beating the chest, and you're like, what, what's he doing over there? Um, we also need to understand that people worship differently. Yeah. That's something we have definitely failed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when it comes to when it comes to worship, um, you brought up Elliot. You brought up earlier uh, when it comes to you know worship, being a worship leader and how you address people and encourage them to come forth into worship. Um, a lot of times, some worship leaders can be a little bit too forceful in one particular sort of way of trying to get people to worship and not everybody's going to worship the same way. And I think an, an important uh, other side to that is how is it that you as a worship leader worship? Because if your worship is more focused on trying to make sure somebody else is doing whatever, then are you really worshiping? Um, I led worship at a youth camp one time and the kids were completely unresponsive. And if I would have left it up to my emotions and been so focused on, oh, well, I'm trying to get them to worship, I'm trying to get them to worship, I wouldn't have been worshiping. Um, And so it came to a point where uh, God was pushing me to sing one of my own songs and I was fighting against it because of my emotions and thinking they weren't in response. When I let go of that and just felt free to worship Him and just did it, kids actually responded. So. Freethinkers Radio, feel free to think freely.
you. From the new Church Clothes 3, which we did do a listening party on and let you guys hear the oh, entire yeah. record. If you ain't got the app, your fault. This is Lecrae featuring KB. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if you had the app. This is G-E-N-E featuring Norman Michael and a Mary Star. New levels. Let go. I gotta go through this. But I really don't want to. It's too much foolishness. Talking about what they gon' do. See, I just wanna be blessed. Yeah, and avoid all trouble. But that don't make no sense. Cause even Christ had to suffer So I endure for the sake of my king With my eyes on him Cause I know we got the keys Like Martin Luther King And my lord had a dream For us people being saved Living free indeed To be like you lord I'ma take that To reflect your image Keep myself in check Gotta watch my thoughts And my mouth in this And it's not just this But the life I live So don't take my kindness For a weakness I just wanna be meek man I wanna be bigger than this More importantly I just wanna keep peace man It's not enough to read those words And say it If I don't act it out Then it's time that I'm wasting But it's a little hard out here I ain't playing But a part of the plan So I just keep saying changing now I'm thinking Cause my walking ain't the same When it's raining I'm not shaking Cause it's growth I call it change I'm not caring what they saying I'm just trying to be the change That I'm feeling in my spirit every day So I say No levels No levels No levels yeah, I'm on no levels, no levels, no levels. I'm on. No levels, no levels, no levels. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on it, man. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on. Still way to heaven, ain't no way I'm coming down. Climbing up to reach new levels, up to the top to get my crown. It's like this world around me, take a step back, watch the devil beat him down. Scared to put up a fight and live for Christ, sitting around like the funny cash cow. Yo, we waging war, we pumping fists, they disbelief, it make me sick. I'm going in to my last breath, got that gang across my chest. Yes, humble serving God, I'm Shouts out to all the other submissions out there. Yeah, so, hustling backwards, once again. That's what we love to do, don't we? Hustle backwards. Just turn our shoes around and hustle that way. Straight up. It's just ridiculous. So, I mean, so many different facets right here. First of all, South Carolina, thanks. You've embarrassed us. Fully. Thanks. Thanks. Shouts out to all the, all the Republicans who were at the Stella Awards, first of all. Thanks. Ivana Trump thanks you. She thanks you. She, her husband will be great president with your fool self in Las Vegas. So, all right. Today, today, as this show is airing, I know this is on the day that it is time for the Democrats to vote. You know, 
and and see uh, see candidates drop out of races and things like that and then you get to get a chance to have uh you know the money and the sponsors put into certain candidates hands through these primaries so these primaries are not for no reason right so this weekend today this if, if you're listening to this at two o'clock you still have time to vote if you listen to this at three o'clock you still have time to vote if you listen to this at six o'clock you got a little bit of time to vote listen to seven o'clock it's too late you know um and, and and shame on you if you're at CIAA and not and knowing that you have not voted. Shame on you if you went if you're at CIAA. I mean, shame on y'all that went to the Stellas too. I'm just saying, if you're a Republican, if you were supposed to be voting in that Republican primary, Ivana thanks you for going to the Stellas. And if you were be, if you were supposed if you're supposed to be voting in the Democratic um, primary. And uh, instead, you're a CIAA turning up, hustling backwards. When you get back, your taxes will be higher with your dumb self. See, this is what Americans do. We choose our leaders through the voting process. You see, you see how that works? You don't trade the right to choose your leaders through the voting process and be a part of the political system to go throw your money away. You see what I'm saying? To go throw your money at places. You know what I'm saying? God bless uh, the city, the, the city of Charlotte. But we need your vote here more than Charlotte needs your money. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, don't get. I can't even talk no more. Look, this is Mercy Me. Finish what he started. Finish what he started. Hustling backwards. To know you, to know that you will go through hard times, it's just part of life. Don't let that moment blind you, and don't let it define you. Take heart, that's Yeah, so today's show is masculinity in the church, and so of course. If you don't know who we interviewing, you ain't paying attention. It's the Bishop, Eric Davis from Word of God Church of Ministries in Columbia, South Carolina. But we got a surprise. I'm not doing the interview. The interview will be done by our very own Pastor Andre Barnes from the show. I'm just saying, Dre, this was epic. Get the app. The full interview will be on the app. We're going to give you a little bit of it right here. Well, I think that there's several things that happened in the church house. Okay. First of all, you have the annihilation of the male. You have, uh, you know, in, in the American culture and in African American culture, we don't know how to empower all men in the church. We know how to empower some men. We know how to empower the pastor, empower the deacons mm -hmm. and the trustees. We don't know how to empower fathers and husbands and, and sometimes sons. So what happens, the men who come to the church have to sit in the audience, if you will. In the shadows. In the shadows mm -hmm. and watch mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. The pastor has a pulpit aid. He has a harem of women, sometimes their wives. Mm -hmm. They're bringing them water and towels and everything mm -hmm. else. Uh, the deacon sit on the front row mm -hmm. of, of a section with authority mm -hmm. and then the other guys like you said in the, in the, in the shadows mm -hmm. when the pastor is preaching he's referencing honey baby mm -hmm. yeah. honey yeah but obviously he's not talking to that man he's he's pandering and mm -hmm. catering to a congregation mm -hmm. that is typically 85% male did you just say female, emotion, you just said emotional manipulation that's what it is <laughs> so what happens yeah. is you know you're creating a yeah. culture yeah. that is not embracing endearing inviting yeah. to men and it perpetuates what it is and further creates an atmosphere that women are drawn to it because what you're doing mm. is you're validating them you're mm -hmm. affirming them you're laying hands, you're laying on, hands on them, them. Yes, yes. but then you're driving any man away wow. that will come into conflict with Ooh. your supposed authority wow. and so so what happened with that is we went through a period of a few decades mm -hmm. where we saw that permeate the african-american church you see a lot of uh, caricatures. I mean, if you go back to car wash, mm -hmm. is an example. Okay. All right. I mean, just to show that in contemporary African American culture, comedy began to seal it 
in our community because we got a season where we began to make the preacher a caricature. But he was always surrounded by women. He was always he was a, he was another version of a pimp. pimp. And so yes, what they yes, did sir. that further alienated our men mm -hmm. from church because the preacher became the pimp. Right. Who all you know we remember car wash where where um, R Richard Pryor was mm -hmm. was dash, uh, daddy whatever sweet, da sweet, sweet daddy, yeah, sweet daddy whatever. and, and the staple singers are yeah. running behind him saying you got to believe in something mm -hmm. why not believe in me <laughs> right, you know right. and so 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 the whole so the whole premise yeah, is yeah. that 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 the preacher you know is is just a hustle okay. and so to the man he's hustling he's hustled in the street he's hustled with what he perceives to be white man hustling him he don't want to come to church and be hustled wow. and so what but but accurate the, but the woman gets validated and affirmed there so his wife goes he stays at home yeah and so it becomes cultural how would you say that the woman has played uh, would you say if I would use this I played into that particular role too by always going home talking about what the pastor said right you know I'm talking about the psychology of a man now I don't want to hear too much about another man at, at the wrong time anyway you know so you come home you didn't go I didn't go with you and you come back home telling me what another man said about what's going on in my house well let's let's put it in another let's context it, you, you, you're going back talking to the pastor about the pastor because he's the pastor of the home he's the preacher of the home and so but because he's not perceived as oh, no. the pastor you're trying to teach the pastor of the house of the house yeah what the pastor of the church, church said. house said, and so yeah. there, and so you create a contention and a conflict it, it's the same premise if the father and the teacher at school are in agreement mm -hmm. and the child comes home trying to teach the father mm -hmm. what the teacher said come on doc. you have to receive both of them as your teacher gotcha. and so mm -hmm. this is my teacher at home mm -hmm. this is my teacher at school gotcha. and they have to agree and so what happens is in our culture the man has not been held previously as the teacher of the home I mean you listen to a lot of brothers say my wife is a spiritual one my wife I've is the it. one who prays so we've reversed the roles that Ephesians says should be in place right. we make her the teacher Paul says hey man you know you've got to wash your wife in the word right. you, you gotta present you gotta present her. you gotta, present you her. gotta yeah. teach her paul says yeah. go home and learn from your husbands right. and silence you know word. and so all of these 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 historical contexts in the bible are thrown out when our culture comes into play well what about this phenom called word of god you know where i think it's uh 48 percent male uh, male yeah. presence yeah that that's not normal what 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 would you say you've done or the Lord has led you to do in order to establish a balanced house deliberate we were very deliberate about being countercultural and, wow. and counteracting mm -hmm. see just because a generational curse has occurred doesn't mean I can't break it but you have to be deliberate about, I don't have Come to on, live man. in the curse. On, I have to be deliberate about breaking the curse. Right. Now, it's not going to be easy. Right. But if you're, if you're, if I mean, healing is not an easy process, gotcha. you got to go through pain to be healed. And so what, what happens most of the time in the church, unwillingness to go through the hard work mm -hmm. of changing culture. And what the Lord revealed to me, he says, it's just like he said, the church can be in the hood, but the hood shouldn't be in the church. Right. And so the culture, uh, the church is in the culture, but the church shouldn't be, the culture shouldn't be in the church. And so that's what it means to be, you know, you're in it, but you're not out of it. That's all we're going to give you for right now. We got a little more for you next week. Get the app. I'm just saying Dre comes on every Wednesday and Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., 7 to 10 p.m. on Wednesdays. Uh, the exclusive interview will be on the app also. Get the app, freethinkersradio.com. Elder Statesman, the urban missionary himself. Y'all know what time it is. We're going to break the building. Flame, featuring Surge. Salute. Man, y'all know how to feel. It's Freethinkers Radio. Ace Drop. Turn up! Uh.
for the gospel message to penetrate the whole globe. Ha! This is the reason I step in the booth to tell you the truth. It is deeper than art. The way that I see it is deeper than rap. The reason I snap, I speak to the heart. That saving grace, you know he got it. Come take a taste, I know he got it. Got my face. On his back, took one for the team and kept it 100. Can anybody tell me how they gon' get it? It's the ones with it that won't even go. Yeah, you got it, but won't tell anybody. Yell anybody, but you never bother to approach them with it. Let me ask you this: Do you show up where the action is? With actual tracks and back and with accurate facts and impact and a blasphemous? It's obvious I'm not a pacifist, a fashionist. I've never been, but I stay clothed in righteousness and in like fashion. Wanna match him? Be just like where that cross at? Where that cross at? I wanna pick up mine. mine. Shout out those who don't use the Bible in their lives. It's a pickup line Kudos Yeah, it's witness time People ain't trying to read minds nah. So I let them see what I'm saying Like what? Like a picket sign Got my face, face to the ground Hands to the heavens hey, I In the sky Arms like a hey, I'm tucked up in this piece I don't know If you got that feeling hey. Like you You got to break it Break it hey. <laughs> Yes, sir. He put out a record that everyone had to respect. And so we're going to respect it. And he's with a man everybody got to respect. Man, the name of Bizzle. And his name is Dayton. This is Had Enough. Of course, uh, if you had the app, you would have heard this whole record already. But if you didn't, mm. go by. Feel free to think further. They said I am possessing of evil because I look like I am upset. But the supply and the step to my people And that's something I can't accept I can't So what's it to you if my mood has been ruined And my attitude's like I'm through with this homie I'm mad cause this music influences Prime in my hood and you dudes are excusing it I guess you would rather I digress Sit back and be idle in the name of love And just watch the hands tick on the Timex While the crime and the violence Outside gets worse, bullets flying in where I rest While the kids cook crack in the Pyrex To provide death to whoever's gonna buy next I bet you pull, I bet you pull But never that, you better read this divine text Cause it says the faith comes by hearing and disappearing The faith is in the music that they digest It influences their mindset And it produces terminators like Skynet So am I vexed and ready to write Yes, I had enough, so don't you interfere with my quest Cause my anger is right, chess. Go ahead, you stay mad at us Put your fingers while your people die We make us, we had enough Forget the talking, no man, we just ride But you 
keep running your tribe Was only pulling your weapon to cut my squad Really I didn't wanna get in your chest But you witching to get it going against my set You were ignorant if you feeling you can hinder the mission We breaking into the prison and giving them God next yeah. I just wanna know who you work for Cause you ain't fooling no one in them church clothes You never go with the enemy, no problem with a enemy All you do is stone the prophets of Yahweh Eh, 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 eh. you stay mad One more day, one more night, one more evening, one more week. We get a chance to enjoy y'all, and y'all get a joy, a chance, a chance to enjoy us. Dab on that. Make sure you wash your armpits and your elbows and on the inside part before you just go dabbing all over the place, though, because that's nasty. So, every Tuesday, Misunderstood Truth Tuesdays. First of all, if y'all missed the show this week, she went in, though. Hey. Let me tell you what she said, Ice. She said, she said, well, what you could do when, when, when the people didn't want to support you on the mm-hmm. way up, mm-hmm. you could take all the people that want to support you now, take that whole band, put them in the wagon, and roll them on down the hill and wave. <laughs> oh, I love that chick. I'm sorry. There you go. She go have. All right. Well, every Wednesday, I'm just saying, Dre, t- with the reverend. Andre Barnes, the word in your language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do, he, he just left up out of here a minute ago. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That, that dude is a problem. Let me tell you something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, y'all need this word, man. For real, Y'all need real. to be tuning in. Get that word. It's going to bless you. Real talk. Thursdays. Misunderstood. Again, at 2 to 4 p.m. If y'all, if y'all missed the on Tuesday, y'all can hear again on Thursday. On Friday, you can take the word to the streets again. Reverend Andre Barnes, two to four. Friday, right after Pastor Pastor Barnes, Reverend Barnes, five p.m. DJ I Rock Jesus Ooh. coming in. So y'all already know what it's gonna, what it's gonna oh. be like. Six to nine p.m. DJ Jesus Speaks on Fridays. Right after that, live. Oh yeah, he live from Beaufort, yes, South Carolina. Beaufort. We going to Beaufort. Then we are gonna come back, hit y'all with that Christian rap with the Urban City Radio nine to twelve. Y'all already know what it is, man. On uh, Saturdays, got a lot. Y'all telling me we got a lot of shows. Uh, we man. replay that. That's when you get when you miss the live show. You get DJ Jesus beats from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Then comes this young show. You better, you better have voted. Um, then after uh, after that, about 8, 8 p.m. Street Hymns Radio. Um, after Street Hymns Radio, you got DJ I Rock Jesus from 9 to 10. Watch out for Unleashed with Jay Roach coming next week. Gonna be added there uh, from 4 to 6 every Saturday. Still got John Lakin coming. Still got Men Mentor Men coming. Still, I mean, goodness gracious. Shouts out to Cynthia Hardy. Shouts out to Track Stars. We see y'all. What's happening? Yeah, man. A little bit tired. We going. We 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 done. We done for the week. All right, man. Deuces. We out. For 88 years, Ocean Spray has been the nation's leader of everything red cranberry. And now they're proud to announce new Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, made from real pink cranberries. Wait, they've been harvesting them for 88 years? I've missed out on a lifetime of refreshing deliciousness? Introducing new, light, and refreshing Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, now available at Food Lion. Better late than never, right?